Imagine your retirement plan as a ship sailing toward a horizon of rest and relaxation. But what if one leak could sink it all? On today's episode, we'll spotlight some of the single oversights that could send your dreams to the bottom here on the Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart. There are many factors that contribute to success, skill, good work habits, positive mental attitude, and of course, proper planning. So let's head to the drafting table and get this retirement success blueprint underway with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Mike and I back again to talk investing, finance, and retirement and how an overlooked issue could cause big problems and maybe sink the retirement. So we want to make sure we don't do that clearly. And that's the whole point. The whole name of the game is to get to where we want to be in retirement and enjoy ourselves. And Michael's here to help us figure out how to do that once again on the podcast. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing well. It's the month of love. The groundhog did not see a shadow. So that means spring's ahead. So things are looking good. In the month of love. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I've seen two different things on the groundhog. So I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, look, it's a heavy, it's a, it's a, it's a big burden for a little rodent, you know, to carry all that uh, weight. I, I do. But I also look at it that you're, you're in the Carolinas where it's warm most of the time. And I'm up, and I'm up in the Chicago area where it's cold all the time. So I'll okay. take in, any, any optimism. Any I can optimism. Get. Okay. Well, if it makes you feel better, I just was talking to uh, somebody who's in uh, Iowa. It's usually colder there and they're actually warmer than we are today. So at the time we're taping this, so go figure. So it's a, Mother Nature's weird, man. She does some weird stuff. But uh, we got a good show lined up here. We're going to jump in and talk about these things. Uh, at the time we're taping this, yeah, it's just a little bit before Valentine's Day. So hopefully uh, you've got some something planned for your significant other. But for right now, let's talk about sinking the issues here, sinking the retirement. The possibility, Mike, of outliving our money, uh, even though the world is you know super crazy, it seems at the moment, and the reality is, is we are still living longer, even if it seems like we hear all these messages about live for today and enjoy yourself and blah, blah, blah. You still got to think about the fact that, hey, I, I could be kicking around here at 80. You know, do I have a plan for dealing with that? Yeah, living your money is definitely a huge consideration. It's a huge part of our practice and what we call the income model that a lot of our clients are in. And primarily what that means is, let's say, you know, you're 60, 65 years of age and you're going to retire. You may actually very well be retired for another 20 or 30 years after that. So how do you make sure you don't run out of income? Uh, we always talk about income is the outcome in retirement because without income, there is no retirement. So how are you positioned to make sure you're not spending through principal but you're actually living off just the gains, the interest, the dividends. So in good markets and bad, you don't have to worry about outliving your money because if you're never touching the principal, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to be around, right? I mean, there's a good chance anyway, right? I know everything's different for everybody, but you can't just kind of blindly think, well, I'm going to pass away at such and such age because that never works. Um, all right. So our buddy, Mr. Inflation, they can tell us it's better currently at the time we're talking about this in February of 24. And I suppose it is a little, but there's still a lot of things that aren't, right? And so regardless, even normal inflation will continue to creep and creep and creep. So you got to plan for it. I mean, you got to be invested in such a way, Mike, that you're still growing your money because inflation, even normal, is always around. Yeah, the biggest issue associated with inflation, and it's called the silent thief, right? Because you don't necessarily see it, but you feel it in the where your money goes year after year. And if anything, most people, you know, weren't even worried about inflation because for the last 30, 40 years, it's been abated, you know, at two, three percent, according to the government. But what we've seen in the last three or four years, you know, kind of post-COVID going forward, 
is that we've had 5% and 7% and 9%. Yeah, it's trickling back down closer to the 3% range. You know, is it going to pop again? Who knows? There's a lot of things that can cause that to happen. The biggest thing for most people to understand about inflation, the media is pointing out, hey, great, it's coming down. That's a positive. And yeah, in the near term, it's a positive. But let's say inflation's 3%. That just means that everything's 3% more expensive than it was a year ago, which a year ago, everything was 7% more expensive. And year before that, everything was 5% more expensive. So what it, it doesn't mean that things are, you're get, getting back some of those gains. It just means it's compounding on top of the past increases. So you definitely need to, when you look at your income plan in retirement, when the paychecks stop and how you manage your assets, you can't just be in something that's just fixed because it feels good. Hey, bank CDs are paying me 5% now or the money market, great, I get 5%. But when rates start to come down, and inflation's going up, what happens is in three, five, 10 years, you get the same amount of money, but everything costs you twice as much to get the same goods and services. So you got to have some kind of growth component, some kind of equity component, something that can give you a rising income over time and keep up with inflation. Gotcha. You know, we probably should have put this one right next to the first one, but the expenses of uh, long-term care or nursing home or whatever you want to call it probably should have gone right after (laughs) living your money uh, because of the longevity conversation, right? So you know, this is an issue that I think a lot of people are going to wind up, it's going to tank them or could tank their spouse. I guess maybe that's even a bigger thing, right? So a long-term care event happens and it wipes you guys out financially and one person passes away. It's the other person usually that's left scrambling. No, it is. And, and anything about nursing home stay, or, and this could even just be home-based health care, you know, but that's a little bit less uh, of an issue, but still uh, financially detrimental, is that, you know, we start with clients when we're putting our plan together. We start out and say, okay, you know, let's get our income plan together so we're not worried about running out of money, independent of what's going on in the economy, the markets, interest rates, all those kind of things. And then we immediately go into, okay, plan B. One of you don't wake up tomorrow, does the income plan still work? And then once we figure that out, then we go back to and say, okay, well, if we've mitigated, you know, the stock market risk, if we've mitigated your income risk, what's the next best thing that could kind of blow this whole thing up over the next 20 years? And it's a healthcare event, needing home-based healthcare, needing assisted living facility. And especially if you're a married couple, I think the recent stats are that if you are a married couple, 65 or older, there's a 75% chance that at least one of you, if not both of you, are going to need some form of long-term care. So we always start the conversation, how would we pay for it, right? So if we've got, let's say, $100,000 of retirement income as a married couple, and we need you know, home-based health care and skilled care is going to be forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year for somebody to come by the house. Well, mm-hmm. maybe you could kind of you know, squeeze the budget a little bit. But if one of you needs to go into a facility at $80,000, $120,000 a year, what does that do to the assets? And what does that do to the lifestyle of the spouse that's not impacted? Or when you pass with all these debts and all these things, what is this spouse left with at that point? So it's a very real thing. And the best way to have that conversation is just to address it, the elephant in the room, saying, if we had an event, how would we pay for it? Okay. I mean, that's a big key, right, to any of this. If you're talking about a single issue that could derail you, it, probably because you didn't discuss it, right? Probably because you didn't address the elephant in the room. Uh, you know, obviously, an easy one here to talk about is the stock market. We've seen that happen to people, right? You can go back and look at you know, various different, you know, major downturns like, you know, 08, 09 or whatever. So hopefully this is less impactful than some of the other ones because people have, you know, again, hopefully learned their lessons. <laughs> but <laughs> we have this thing in our brain that allows us to kind of forget the pain sometimes. So, again, just be careful, right? I think this is probably the low-hanging fruit, though, right, Mike? Because people tend to think about this one the most, like, oh, I'm most worried about the stock market versus, say, long-term care. 
Uh, they they do, and that's because you see it on the news every day in day out, right? right? So the yeah, the volatility of the stock market becomes an issue, and where a lot of our clients, you know, we we deal with you know pretty good savers as far as individuals that become our clients, and you know as they're approaching retirement or in retirement, when we run that preliminary plan together for it, we call it a retirement success blueprint, and we run that plan for them, and if they can get all the income that they want. If they can address any health care issues in the future, if they get the estate plan, leave the legacy that they want, and we can already do that with the resources we have now, then we just acknowledge that more isn't necessarily just a, a viable goal. It's about protecting what you have, making sure it lasts as long as you do. And the thing that I share with them is that and this is really for the risk takers, you know, is that, you know, your money doesn't make the averages. And what I mean by that is a lot of people look at, oh, the market on average, you know, returns 10%. There's two things that they forget. One, that 10% average over the last 100 years, 7% has been from capital appreciation or growth. Mm. 3% has been from dividends, reinvesting dividends. But if you look at most people's portfolios today, they don't have really dividend-paying stocks. They get a bunch of growth-type stocks, large growth, lot tech, all those things, which are currently in favor but the reality is if you want that long-term return, a third of that return has actually come from dividends, not just growth. The second thing that they don't look at is that your money doesn't make the same trip as the averages. So here's here's a kind of a mathematical example. Let's say you got a million dollars and then the market like 2022 dropped 20%. And now you got $800,000. Okay, but now the market goes up 20% the following year. Great. The average says you're at zero. You lost 20, you made 20. But your money isn't back to a million, it's at 960000 because you made that 20% gain on the lower number, the 800000 So you actually averaged a loss of 4% over that time frame. Now, just imagine if you were taking income out, 5% or so of income, now you're actually down 9 10% over that time frame. So you got to be very mindful when you're in the distribution phase of what's the trip your money's making, your real money, versus what just the mathematical averages are actually doing. Mm, great points for sure. And so when we're thinking about all these different pieces here, Mike, we're talking, trying to figure out how to not let one thing take us down, uh, taxes, right? So that one, and it's right here. It's at the doorstep, really, if you're thinking about it, right? Because we... We don't know what's going to happen, right? So whether the incumbent gets back in, we got four more years of possibly the same policies or changes. You know, if, uh, you know, somebody else gets in, then, you know, we could see some changes. We could see the, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act stay in place, possibly. Or they just do nothing and it just taxes go up anyway, right? So rising taxes are right there on the doorstep, not to mention the fact that all the spending and everything else we're dealing with currently in this country, it just seems like an incredible, incredibly no way around getting ta taxes going up, right? So what are you doing about it? Because that will certainly derail you. Yeah, the, the the probably the most apropos thing that you said was, you know, the government and doing nothing about it, right? right <laughs> that's right. that's kind of really where, where they kind of come into play. As it relates to taxes, and you addressed it, January 1st, 2026, the TCGAA, what's also known as the Tax Cut Jobs Act or the Trump Tax Cuts, that expires. So all the personal income taxes, unless Congress acts prior, are going to essentially go up back to where they were in 2017. And mm -hmm. there's some other provisions on the estate planning side and other things that uh, impact that as well. But the two biggest risks that most retirees have 
when they're retired and when they're kind of living out their last 20, 30 years isn't necessarily the stock market. It's a healthcare event like long-term care, like we discussed, and it's the impact of inflation and taxes on your actual spendable dollars. Because yeah. if inflation's stealing it or the government's taking it in the form of higher taxes, well, you don't have that money for your lifestyle now. So one of the things that we try to do on a regular basis, if we can catch it early enough with clients, that's great. And we'll have proactive tax planning. The other part of it, which is, you know, should we be doing some things now to save taxes later in retirement. And then for those that can't, then what we do is we say, okay, how do we fill the brackets that we're already in? How do we minimize the impact on Medicare? So the think uh, the threat of rising taxes is something that should be top of mind for everybody. It doesn't just go away when the check goes away. It actually can get worse. And there's another thing called the widow's penalty where your income, you know, when one spouse passes, your income gets cut in half, but their taxes on half that income practically double. You know, but that's another show for another day. Well, there you go. Right. That's some, that's some hefty stuff. And yeah, that's a great point, because ultimately a lot of these things we wind up worrying about are things that we can't do anything about. We focus on a certain areas, but really inflation and taxes are the ones that, you know, are probably going to chip away most of that. And again, granted, we can't do anything about that either. We don't set those policies, but we can certainly figure out how to you know, work within the parameters of the rules that are being set. So you've got to be efficient and efficiency is certainly going to help you get to, well, at least can't hurt you get to where you're get you to where you want to be. So that's why you need a professional. That's why you need a team that Mike's put together at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. It's right there in the title, right? Tax and Financial. And you can find them online at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. Drop a line to the team, uh, drop a line for the podcast, uh, or subscribe to the podcast, or just Get some tools, tips, and resources right there at the website. We'll wrap it up this week with Daryl with an email question in St. Charles who says, Hey, Mike, I'm 60 and I've been given two options at work. Keep working and retire in five, maybe six years with a pension, or I can retire now, take the severance package, and a buyout. How do you advise people on weighing options such as these? Yeah, Daryl, congratulations on you on your upcoming retirement. The the good news on that is that you have options. You know, unfortunately, a lot of people in this country don't. You know, they're not fortunate enough to have worked in a position to have a pension, or maybe they haven't saved enough. Whatever it happens to be. So, Daryl, kudos to you uh, for doing a lot of the right things. Uh, the way that we look at this for clients is so. Let's say you're 60 and you're like, I could retire now. They're going to pay me a severance. You know, a little bit of income, maybe the next three, six, nine months or so, and I could get a lump sum buyout on my pension. You know, that lump sum buyout, when most people do the math, if you're thinking and you have a lump sum option, which means you could take cash, roll it over to an IRA in lieu of actually getting, you know, full-blown retirement income like a pension, then typically that buyout is going to be the equivalent of about 13 years of what your income from that pension would have been. So do you take, you know, the lifetime income or do you take this and, you know, the money and reinvest it and get income off of that? So, Daryl, in your case, what, what we would do is you'd actually just start with a plan, right? Put a plan together and saying, what are our income needs now? And what do we need them to be in the future? At what age would it make sense to claim Social Security to kind of supplement that? Do we take it as early as 62? Do we wait till 70, somewhere in between? And then what other resources do we have? We've got the lump sum of the pension as a possibility. In addition to other things of you have IRAs, 401ks, trust accounts, those kind of things out there. And then you could say from the resources that I have now at 60, here's what next looks like over the next 10, 20, 30 years. If that doesn't look very favorable, then we go over to the pension side and say, well, what if we took the pension option instead of the lump sum and you worked a few more years, maybe saved a little bit more, 
Does that help enhance what you're looking to do? So truly, it's just running a side-by-side comparison. What are the pros and cons? What are you giving up, you know, health-wise and that to work another five or six years? And how important is recreating that level of income for you? And Daryl, I would say, you know, now if you've got a pension, you might have kind of a union health care benefit that's going to bridge you to Medicare. But another consideration, if you retire any time in the next five years, is that Medicare doesn't kick in for health insurance until 65. So do you need to build that in your income plan to where how you would pay for health insurance until Medicare kicks in? So a lot of moving parts out there, but that's why I have a job. That's why we put retirement success blueprints together for you, because it addresses all of these concerns all in one place. All right. Well, there you go. Thanks, Daryl, so much for listening to the podcast and asking the question. And of course, again, if you'd like to consider subscribing to the podcast, whatever platform you like to use, uh, whether it's Apple or Spotify or YouTube, uh, all the different platforms out there. And you can find all the information you need right there at Mike's website, crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. My friend, thanks for hanging out with me. As always, I appreciate your time. All right. Talk again later. Yeah. See you in a couple of weeks. Hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day. We'll be back in late February with another episode of Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial is a franchise of the Retirement Income Source. The Retirement Income Source and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities.